0: Oh, oh, <laughs> mate! I thought you'd never get here. Mate.
1: For what do I owe the?
0: Uh, do, what do you owe this pleasure?
1: This pleasure, yeah.
0: Well, I figured we were uh, doing the more sophisticated whiskey this week.
1: Of course. So i you thought, would, uh, um, I thought I'd make a bit of an effort.
0: Three-piece suit.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, you, cer- you certainly have done.
0: Well, you know. Took it out, got the roaring fire behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean I I put a hat on this week.
0: It's a nice hat too. Thanks. Is that a new it's a trucker
1: hat. Trucker hat. <laughs> trucker hat. <laughs> Fit height of sophistication right there.
0: This week on the Whiskey & Things podcast, we talk to American singer-songwriter Jess Muse.
1: And Nick's put on a suit because we're going to try this very sophisticated Lagavulin 16-year-old. Plus, we'll hear an expert review
0: from the Whiskey Guard. And as always, you can keep up to date on all our social media platforms. Whiskey & Things podcast on Instagram and Whiskey & Things on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, no E or jacket required.
1: And when you finish listening, don't forget to give us a little review or a five-star rating, whatever is available on your favourite podcast provider. Also, might as well press subscribe while you're there,
2: because you're kind. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent.
1: Hello and welcome to Whiskey and Things, the podcast. I am Dave Giles.
0: And I am masquerading as Nick Kent. Welcome to episode eight. It is a beautiful mask, isn't it? Yeah, you've
1: done a, done a very good job there. I wear it well. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for tuning in once again, or maybe for the first time. Uh, last week's show, we had um, Charlotte Campbell, wonderful singer- guest, singer-songwriter,
0: wonderful uh, guest. Yeah,
1: and we we had a few comments uh, about that interview. Um, Lauren, who's uh, Lauren Hayman, who's a Patreon of ours and regular listener. Hello, uh, she said she loved the interview and. Uh, she also loves the fact that she found Charlotte in Edinburgh and not in London. And Lauren is from Indiana in the U.S. Oh wow! So it's okay. it's, it's, it's it's crazy that that she found Charlotte, who we were saying is the Queen of the South Bank, yeah. in Edinburgh. It's just one of those wonderful things. Yeah. Um. Guess about. And then we've we've also heard from another one of our Patreons who we've not heard from yet, uh, Brian Peacock. Good name. Yeah, he's a lo- lovely guy. And uh, he said he was sitting next to Charlotte at my Green Note gig. He's talking to, to about my gig right. that I did at the Green Note in Camden. Okay. Uh, and at the end, he thought, I think that's her. So he spoke to her. <laughs> and uh, he said she's a really down-to-earth person. He had bought her albums years ago uh, after seeing her at Waterloo Station. And seeing her at the gig was a pleasant surprise. And he signed up to her Patreon as well. Uh, he said it's a, he's liking the show he wonders whether there'll be an episode where I don't break into a giggle fit and you not
0: know, if I've got anything to do with it go
1: <laughs> and uh, and this this has been brought up a few times on social media so but so Brian is leading the charge here right right he's hoping that Marty McFly has been brought a collar and a lead as all pets should be uh, and he hopes that Nick is using his daily exercise to take him out for a walk I
0: would if I could catch him I'm not gonna lie <laughs> This guy is like uh, Neo from The Matrix. Is he still around? He's def well, there's been consistently two flies for the past ten days, and he's definitely he around. Ra- and I cannot catch. He's brought a mate along. It's the one who doesn't react to the cursor. That's how I can tell him right. tell him apart. What, what's his name? Uh, he doesn't deserve a name. He hasn't introduced me. I'm not gonna be that <laughs> awkward guy who then goes up to the other one's like, I'm sorry, Marty's being a bit rude. He hasn't actually introduced us. I'm Nick. I'm your uh, your landlord. You know, so I don't know yet. Until Marty introduces me, I'm not I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy, Dave.
1: Fair enough. Well, thanks, Brian, for getting in contact, uh, and thank you for being a Patreon. Anyone can become a patron. Go over and uh, patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. Whiskey with no E. And uh, we're going to be doing some pretty special things for patrons pretty soon. So uh, it's a good chance to go and get involved now. Get in early. Before all the fun starts. (laughs)
0: Because this isn't. No, it is. It's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in.
1: Come. Anyway, should we crack on with this week's whiskey? Yes, let's do it. Whiskey
0: Butts Roll Out. This week's whiskey. So, for the listeners' benefit, I am wearing a three piece suit this week. I felt like I'd get dressed up. He has gone all out. I've got a pocket square, I've got a proper dress shirt, cufflinks, dress collar. Don't worry about it. Because we are tasting this week one of our favorites, definitely one of my favorites the Lagavulin 16 year. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a single
1: malt Scotch whisky, 43%. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got one of the little drinks by the drams bottles, which which, uh, was in the the Regions of Scotland tasting set from Master of Malt.
0: Correct. Drinks by the Dram. And um, this is from Islay, famous for its peaty whisky. And this is one of those famous peaty whiskies.
1: As soon as you open it up, that smell hits you. (laughs) That's a great... Nick's got a proper bottle. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's wonderful.
1: It's a great smell, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Tell you what, we've it's- got to go to where, to this distillery, because there's three amazing distilleries within two miles of each other. Yeah, what are the other two? You've got your other famous PT whiskeys. Um, you've got 0.8 of a mile up the road, you've got Ardbeg. Yeah. And then 1.2 miles the other way, you've got Laphroaig. Wow, the three the three Amigos. The three Amigos. In fact, Laphroaig and Lagavulin had a bit of a water war. But, Did know, they? 100 A hundred years ago or something like that. A water war. Yeah, because um, Lagavulin kind of screwed them over. They copied all their stills and everything. And they also, <laughs> because where Lefroy would get their water from, this, uh, this lake, it was kind of infused with peat and they wanted it. So... The guys at Lagavulin redirected their water supply <laughs> to their <laughs> distillery. <laughs> uh, big battle or whatever. Water, oh, the water Wars. Water Wars. When was this? Was this recently? No, it's a 100 years ago, maybe oh, right. more than that's that. That's amazing though. Uh, back that's in amazing. the day. Um, Old school. And Lefroy had to buy the entire plot of land to stop them from doing that again. I thought that's quite interesting.
1: That is, that is really funny. <laughs> I like that. I can't believe that. Water
0: Wars. Water Wars. wars. But yeah, it's wonderful. I'm going to pour myself into... Pour my, I'm going to pour myself. I'm feeling so cheeky. <laughs> pour myself into my uh, Glen Karen here.
1: So um, I want to throw back to, to episode one, Nick.
0: Oh,
1: Where you spoke about this whiskey in an interview with Sam Pope and Luke yes. Friend.
0: Yes, we did. Briefly. And there
1: was, there was a conversation about how it's pronounced.
0: Yeah, different people pronounce it in different ways. Um, Luke Friend, oh. for example... Ordered it in Edinburgh, Le Gufflin, quite easily.
1: And they knew what he meant? Yeah, yeah. It might be a regional I'd, thing. I'd n- never heard it called that before you told me that.
0: No. And there is one other one which I've forgotten how to pronounce because I've just always used one of those i I've
1: always called it Lagavulin.
0: Yeah.
1: I was introduced to Lagavulin from our friend Matthias Harris.
0: Matthias Harris. Best handshake in the business. Best handshake In the
1: world, I'm going to go as far as saying (laughs) my favourite handshake. uh, All-round lovely guy, and he bought me a bottle to say thanks uh, for taking him on tour back in 2014. And he's a real sophisticated gentleman, so it's the kind of whiskey you would expect him to enjoy. And it's—I know it's one of his favourites, and it became one of mine. It's such a great whiskey. Now, if if Charlotte was listening, Charlotte Campbell from last week, she'd say it smells like death. Oh yeah, this is is this is one of those. Uh, this is one of those very peaty, but also very smoky smelling uh, whiskeys. Yeah, it's very
0: complex. It's got such a strong aroma. There's a lot going on. I can't pick much out. The weird one I could pick out, I was watching a lot of videos trying to you know take other people's tasting notes just to give me a bit of a guide to see if I could yeah. pick stuff out. And I could get a bit of mint right at the end of the finish, right at the kind of top of the... Uh... Do you know what? Now
1: you've said that, yes, I could. there's definitely a bit of plant in there. Bit, like it reminds me of the smell of stinging. You know, dock leaves. Dock you leaves know, uh, yeah. When you you've got standby stinging nettles and you have to grind the dock leaves up and rub them on. It's that smell right at the end. You're I think right. Have
0: to grind them up and just rub well, them. You, on. You
1: kind of yeah, but the rubbing just wears them down and then you
0: releases a smell. Is that another Carol Giles tip?
1: <laughs> it may well be, <laughs> <laughs> but she was born a city girl, so I've no idea oh, okay. uh, <laughs> how that would be the case. But
0: no. Nah. Yeah, this is a uh, it's beautiful. Now every week we ask you guys to maybe send in your tasting notes to us.
1: Oh yes, very so good. we
0: can read them out. And this week we've actually had one. Someone's we have got a whiskey. Winner. We have <laughs> week a week eight <laughs> <laughs> hot dog. We have a wiener. <laughs> Pete Jeffrey has got in touch on Facebook. Thank you for getting yeah. in touch. He's given us his tasting notes. Are you ready for these, Dave? I am. I'll do it in a smooth voice. First time opening a bottle. Was the strong smell of briny sea air, followed by the smoke, it was like grilling a fish during a storm in a harbour. But somehow, it was a nice smell. <laughs> Crying laugh emoji face. You know I'm interested what? in what fish.
1: I, I mean, I, I don't. Does that would make a fish? big difference. But that's such a that's such a great description, isn't it? <laughs> it is it's so amazing. vivid. So thanks, thanks, Pete, for thanks, for, for sending that in. Yeah. Uh, anyone yeah. else? When when you get your when we when we discuss next week's whiskey, please do send in some tasty notes if you have them.
0: Yeah, please. Have you been checking out? I went down a bit of a rabbit hole because I sent you a link earlier for a um, Nick Offerman video.
1: You did it with really all his made me Lagav- laugh.
0: He's very fa- he's famous for loving lagavulin. Kind of down to his character, Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. So I've been watching all those recently. So oh, I've never seen it. Back. But these videos are classic, right? There's a video of him sitting down in front of an open fire for 45 minutes, drinking one glass of Lagavulin. That's it. just him sitting, looking at the camera, drinking a thing. Right? Drinking it. Yeah, drinking it. There's another one where it's the countdown to New Year, where he's sitting in front of the Lagavulin distillery, where there's a party going on behind him. There's one hour countdown to New Year and he's like just sipping it. Gets to New Year, finishes the glass, walks off. That is his New Year. A whole hour of it. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, He actually has his own signature Lagavulin, an 11-year. The Offerman edition. No, he doesn't. Yeah, the Offerman edition.
3: Okay,
0: well, we need to try try that later on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, the video you sent me was very good. It was all about the smell, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and how he's trying to get. He loves Lagavulin so much. He's trying to get different products made yeah. with the scent of Lagavulin. It's fantastic. Shampoo and air fresheners.
0: <laughs> the air freshener for his dog, whiskey. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
1: really made me laugh. <laughs> that really made me laugh. But uh, anyway, I, I, this is such a great whiskey. In terms of the PT whiskies, as you said, those holy, the holy trinity uh, trilogy. The three amigos um, of Ardbeck, Laphroaig, and Lagavulin. This Ard- is my favourite.
0: Ardbeg, Dave. I'll just correct
1: Ardbeck. Well, you know me. I'm never going to pronounce anything right. It's all good. Um, I don't want to get letters. Or Lagavulin. <laughs> um, laggy's definitely my favourite. Yes, uh, me too.
0: Me too.
2: Just get the things. Over with. So it's time for the things.
0: Everyone's favorite part of the show. Oh, everyone's favorite. Most favourite. people are here for the things. Tune in for the things. That's what they say. That's especially the, the whiskey god. So Dave, you got any juicy things for us this week?
1: I did a live stream this week. Oh, on I watched Isolate it. Isolate Live.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. You brought out some classics.
1: I did. I went I went yeah, old school. I was gonna school. do Half-Life Marmite, but I, I bottled it. Oh maybe I'll do that next time. But Isolate Live is uh is set up by a guy called Tim. Uh, from a band called Morning Crush. And he just, at the start of um, the isolation, wanted to create a hub where musicians could perform and people would just go every night knowing there'd be some type of live stream going on, like some kind of gig. It's every and, night? Uh, it's every night there's something oh, going on. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, and it's all different artists and he puts together the lineups. He doesn't take any of the money himself. Uh, it, there's, there's, You can tip the artists or donate to charity depending on what the artists ask for. And uh, it's definitely worth to go and check it out on Facebook. So just go over there, Isolate Live. I've done it twice. Uh, yep. we've had Dan- Danny Gruff's done it. Charlotte Campbell's done it. Ah.
0: Uh,
1: so a few of our guests have been on there now. It's a place to be. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth, if you're bored on an evening and you don't know what to do with yourself, just go and see if there's any live music going on. Yeah. Why not? It's isolate nice. Live. I'll, I'll leave I'll leave a little link in uh, the, the doobity-doos. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Nick, what, what have you been up to?
0: doobity-doos. <laughs> what have I been doing? Yeah. Uh nothing things worthy. I think we should crack on with this week's interview.
1: Fine. I let's think. do that. This is a freeway, didn't we? We did have a freeway. Our first international freeway and our first freeway freeway
0: with a woman. Let's keep it clean. I am keep <laughs> I know. interview. you know, I I let <laughs> you off last week with the three-way, <laughs> with the three-way with Liza. I let you off last week. I kept that in. I don't know. It's borderline. (laughs)
1: Oh my God. Talk about an interview. (laughs) Outrageous. I can't Uh, believe you. I can't believe you're suggesting there's anything else on my mind.
0: It's been a long lockdown, Dave. (laughs) 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 Fair enough. Anyway. Anyway, Who have we been talking to, Dave? We have got... Go for it. Jess Muse. Jessica Muse. Jessica Muse,
1: or Jess Muse as she likes to be called. Jess is what she prefers. Yeah. Uh... And she's an she's American singer-songwriter uh, from Alabama. And we had a good old chat with her, so uh, let's roll tape, roll tape. Welcome. Welcome. Is it, Je- is it Jess or Jessica? What do you prefer being called?
3: Well, everyone calls me Jess. Jessica is literally only because of the iTunes store, and I like Jess more because there's always like 8,000 Jessicas all over the place.
1: Welcome, Jess. Welcome. Thank you. So obviously we met through our mutual friend Dean uh, who we we'll, <laughs> who will talk more about later. Um but for now what we'd like you to do is tell us a bit about yourself.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I am a singer-songwriter from it's pretty much BFE. It's a town called Slapout in Alabama. There's like five people here. It's like my family and one friend. And I've just been playing music all my life. I was always the little artsy-fartsy kid, moved around a lot, and it kind of prepared me for the lifestyle of a musician. So I love being on the road. I love traveling. So this whole coronavirus thing really sucks ass for me. But, yeah, I've just been doing music, and I like to draw. I like to write. I like to play games. I like to use cheat codes. I like to do all that crap.
1: I want to go back to your origin story,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: like you're a superhero, because to me you are. (laughs) <laughs> and some people might know that you made a name for yourself on American Idol season thirteen. But from what you've just said, you started way before that. Was that was American Idol just a springboard for a career, or oh yeah, or, or was were you well on your way well before that?
3: It took a lot of work just to get on the show because I got a special phone call to be on the show to just do the audition. Somebody found me because I was a full time college student and I was going my first semester of college. I took 18 hours and I was very busy and somehow I managed to still play shows and do pretty much, I was pretty much playing every single night because there Uh, were open mics and stuff up in Birmingham. And then when I would play the big shows that would give you like a hundred bucks to play for four stupid hours, then those were the ones that oftentimes got to be out of state. So I would end up driving out and then I would drive back and then I'd wake up And like three hours later, and then I'd go back to class and I ended up kind of running myself down. But because I worked so hard and I was getting out there and people were learning my name, somebody found me and said, hey, do you want to audition? I'm scouting for the show. They they set it up because I had actually initially auditioned for Idol when I was 16. And they told me I wasn't good. Yeah, I was with my mom because I was a minor. And they were like, some people have star quality and some people don't. And you don't. And I remember I cried and I was like, (laughs) I hate this show. It sucks. And then I kept watching the funny auditions. But anyway. (laughs)
0: Did that give you more of a drive to get on it later?
3: Yeah. I mean, it really did because I have always been the determined type. Like, if you tell me I can't do something, I'll be like, Hold my beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you were on the show, was it a was it a challenge to um, to keep being yourself? Because you, you were the first person to do an original song in a final, is that correct?
3: During the live rounds, yeah. And honestly, I did that by accident. I had no clue that that was going to happen, and I only found it out when I discovered I had a Wikipedia page, and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, does this mean Does this mean I'm famous? Am I on a Wikipedia page? I kind of geeked out a little bit.
1: Does that mean that my research methods have just been... Uh rumbled <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: but there's an error on my wiki page it says i taught myself violin and that's the one that i didn't teach myself i taught myself piano oh. wrong
1: in the uk we obviously have a couple of our own tv talent shows and there's a bit of a stigma that is attached to some of the artists yeah. that, that go on those shows is does that stigma exist in the u.s and has it been yes. easy or hard to shake it off Uh, as you you develop your own career after the show?
3: When you do a show like American Idol, it does jump you forward, and it has a lot of pros with it, and you learn a lot really fast. And I always tell people, it probably gave me about a five-year head start in what I was doing with my career just because of the platform alone. Like, I still have a lot of organic fans from that, and I've gotten all these wonderful influencer opportunities, branding, marketing, all that stuff, and that's been amazing. But... Sometimes I've gone to try to get gigs, like especially in Nashville, I've experienced this and people will just flat out either ignore me and never get back to me and I'll never get a gig there or they'll be like, oh, you know, we're, we're passing on idle people right now. And wow. it, it's like, why is that a bad thing? Because I did have to work my ass off on that show. It doesn't it doesn't make me any different. I just got, you know, kind of a, a lucky break in a way. Yeah, but it definitely exists.
1: You, you still have to have the talent to get to get to the final. Oh yeah, and then I
3: mean you've got to ma- have something maximize. to get on those shows. Yeah.
1: exactly, especially especially in the US where the,
3: the oh, yeah. talent
1: pool is so much bigger than it is over here. For example.
3: Oh yeah, you take one step into Nashville or Los Angeles, especially LA. It's so diverse because you've got actors too everywhere, and a lot of them do both. A lot of them do all of it. You've got people who act, sing, write, produce, screenwrite, do all of it, and you're like, oh. I better learn something.
1: Have you Have you ever done any acting?
3: I I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try to act sometimes. No, I'm working on it. It's It's tough to find opportunities, and especially right now because yeah, of, of this whole pandemic. But yeah, I really I do like acting. I'm more of like I like funny stuff, and then I laugh all the time, and I can't keep a straight face. That's the hardest part. But anyway, yeah.
1: Okay, so move, moving on to to more recent times, uh, you released. Your is it your debut album? Is Half Hearted your debut album?
3: It's my debut good album. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) The other one I had, I did when I was like 16, and that thing is crap.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I've got plenty of them. That sucks. That was, um, uh, what's so hard about being a man? Is that? Oh, no.
3: Why do you know that? You guys talked to Dean.
0: (laughs) No. You guys are talking to Dean, and
3: he told you everything.
0: Was I not meant to find that? I, I didn't find that. Well, well done. Well, it's Nick. very hard to find. Anyway, obviously, let's m- move on from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's um, talk about
0: your your first good album,
1: <laughs> Half Hearted. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a it's an absolute banger of an album. Um, Thank you. It's great. Yeah. What I like about it is how varied it is. Obviously, it's um it's very country rock mm-hmm. in, in at its core, but then you've got like this the spoken word, almost rappy rappy bit in one song, and then tra-
3: oh yeah, that's the title track.
1: A, and then the track two completely caught me off guard when i first heard it because you got the first song is this big like amazing pop country rock song and then the mm. second one is this jazz piano like instrumental
3: and no so get this spotify screwed it up that's not the song what? i have been trying to get them to fix that for months so i'm really glad you said that it's still not fixed because i'm gonna come after spotify so bad
1: so that's not your song No. Well, I was like, what? (laughs) Right. Well, that makes a lot more sense.
3: (laughs) They screwed it up and they linked it wrong. And I'm back to managing myself. So I don't have any of the like, I'm still trying to get all my login credentials and stuff because I was I had bad management who like withheld all this information from me. So I'm trying to get back so I can fix all that stuff.
1: Right, that makes sense. Because oh, you were talking about being self-taught piano earlier, and I was like, wow, maybe...
3: I'm not teach that good. How to,
1: I was going to say, like... Cause it's just, no! It is like, I'm talking a bit like, I field. can play
3: like Mad World. I can do <laughs> Where Is My Mind, just the basic part. <laughs> so the actual song that's supposed to be is called High, and it should be on the main artist page for Jessica Muse on Spotify, and I think it was released as a single prior to the album coming out, so it should be on there too.
1: We spoke about this earlier, Nick, and you agreed with me. <laughs> so I'm a bit confused. What's wow, going on? Wow, she's so
3: diverse. Listen to <laughs> that. Yeah. Have
0: you seen that, that
3: piano jazz track?
0: I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, I was a bit puzzled to be honest because I've listened to that song about three times today.
3: I have to make a note. But to I was, was c- just
0: letting you go with it, mate. Text
1: the, Spotify. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I can't believe
3: it's still screwed
1: up. <laughs> but the, the rest of the album, I really have enjoyed. So that, that's uh, that's you. all good. Um, I'm assuming you're coming to the end of the of the promo cycle for for that. Has it been fun being out? Touring that album and getting it out um, there.
3: Well, like I said, I'm I am now back to managing myself. I was working with somebody who, and I am a hard worker. Like I run myself ragged, but I had another person running me ragged. I'm also a university student working on my undergrad, and I just completed the NASM per, personal trainer certification. So I, I'm a multitasker all the way. Nice and one. I was being run so ragged like I would have a week of radio tour and have you know three three to five stops a day and in between it could be anything from an hour to eight hours apart or even more sometimes with like a little dingy hotel overnight And then I would go straight to like there was one time where I did all this radio promo and then I would go to a rehearsal immediately for three to four hours. And then I would go straight to a 90 minute set at a festival in the sun in the middle of summer. So I was being totally run down And my passion for music was just being depleted and sucked out of me. Mm. And so it was just not a healthy relationship at that point. So the promo actually stopped last year when that relationship ended. And I was very happy that it stopped. I met a lot of people in radio that I love. And I have personally stayed connected with them. So I take that as kind of like the silver lining from going through all of that. And just like there was one time I got food poisoning and he was trying to make me play a show while I was, like, vomiting in my weave. Like, what? I was like, I can't. I, like, wow. physically can't. So I'm happy that's over. But I'm, yeah. I'm ready to make another album. I've been talking to Dean about it. I, I know we're going to be doing a single later this year. I'm working with a nonprofit, and I wrote a song for them. It's like a little feels. It's all about feels and love. Nice. And blah, but. New stuff will be coming and I'm going to promote that the way that it's supposed to be promoted without killing myself.
1: Whiskey! So that was the first part of our interview with Jess Muse. Part two is coming up later. Nick, I apologise.
0: Mm.
1: Not my best there. Well, you know. Not my best. It's not your
0: fault. You know, Spotify need to sort their stuff out. But to be honest, mate, it's not me you need to worry about, you know. No? No. Um, You know, the Whiskey God's actually a huge Jess Muse fan. Like I didn't know that. Like massive fan, right? Like Well, you know him better than I do. Yeah, well, we've been emailing. Um
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh, he's yeah. such a
0: massive fan. He's actually written his own series of Jess Muse fan fiction. Right? It's uh it's called Thank Whiskey God It Did Work. <laughs> Brackets flawlessly. Um a little playing words there. I'm not sure he's gonna be that pleased. Whoa!
3: Whoa! whoa. David,
2: you're embarrassing yourself You've got one of my favorite singers on And you screwed up the Spotify You didn't even research the right song I'm
1: sorry, God, I'm sorry
2: Mate, mate, I told you
1: but I Dave, tried. Dave, I tried. listen,
2: listen. How's it go then, God? You light me up like the sun in the sky, like a reborn phoenix learning how to fly. Yes, David. You screwed up. Do your job. Do your job. I told you he was a fan. Wow. Well, I never thought we'd hear him sing. But... Good God.
1: <laughs> well, sorry, God. I'm really, I really apologize. I do apologize. But while you're here... Can we have your notes on Govlin? Lagavulin. <laughs> Sixteen-year-old. Don't get mad at me for that, either.
2: Don't get mad at it. Oh, God. Don't, 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 don't push him. Don't push him. Lagavulin. Sixteen-year. On the eyes. A medium amber that tells a story which may not be as benign on the palate as it is to gaze at. On the nose, this is one of the smokiest and pungent offerings from the Isla region. Expect overbaked apples in a slightly overdone cobbler crust. Okay, be careful. Nose this too much, and you'll start smelling a sack of embers. <laughs> sack. Haha, ha, the tables have turned. Yeah, who's been the child this week? Pal, on the palate, what will start as something astringent around a recently extinguished campfire will very quickly become a thick and rich mouthfeel of madeira and malted sweet fruitiness. Believe it or not, after the expected and very welcome Isla style smokiness, you will encounter heavy, wet. ...finished by a wide and wonderful sweetness... ...which leads us to, of course, one final note on the palate. peaty. On the finish... ...spicy... ...dates... ...peat smoke... ...and just enough vanilla to end in a long, creamy finish. Overall... As far as Isla Malts go, this one belongs in the smoky elite. For some of you, you'd be convinced that you've just been served formaldehyde. <laughs> For the rest of you, you've just discovered one of the most powerful Isla offerings. Enjoy, Ta-da. Because you only love me when I'm leaving, <laughs> but you're going to miss me when I'm gone. He really is a big Jess fan. I'm gone, boys.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. He loves, wow. wow. He loves
0: her. See, it's another one of her hits. He loves Jess. He does. Great he, notes, though. He knows them all. He does. He knows her yeah, whole I
1: back mean, catalog. Great notes. Great notes on... Uh, for, by many standards, it was great notes. He
0: even... Yeah. Even he's even got a first album.
1: Do, do you know what? Is. I think uh, if any of our patrons are listening, if you have any requests for the Whiskey God, uh, I think I think he's showed himself up there. You know, he's being a high class singer. We will happily get him to sing <laughs> any of your favourite songs, and we'll put them in the Patreon. So uh, yeah, yes. inspired by Charlotte uh, doing a one song a week on Patreon, we will give you request a song from God.
0: Who else is doing that? <laughs> Who Who else else is is doing Exactly.
1: If you want to hear a song sung like a cross between Thor and Boris Johnson, now (laughs) is your chance. (laughs)
0: There's a bit of Harold Bishop in there, I think, as well.
1: (laughs) Harold Bishop. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Nice (laughs) The whiskey. hate it when he calls me David. I love it. He always does that. You know who else calls me David? Um,
0: Carol Giles.
1: My mum? No. Well, yeah, she does, actually. But that's not what I was thinking of. Right. Uh, Dean De choso Ah, yes. Who produced my last album after you introduced me to him? Because he, he
0: produced So Her Lights by Tat, a band I was in years ago. Are we yes, doing Four Plugs.
1: Making. My last album was Tennessee in 48 by Dave Giles. <laughs> <Charles. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also introduced us to Jess, this week's guest. Uh, so he gets brought up a lot within this next part of the interview. Uh, so if you're listening, Dean. This note's for you. Ugh, things.
3: <laughs> he's like one of the nicest people ever. I think yeah. he's he's helped me so much just because he wanted to.
1: He goes the extra mile for sure.
3: Yeah, and he offers to go the extra mile. You don't even have to ask him. He's like, no, 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 let me ta- Let me get on FaceTime with you. Let me help you set up your entire yeah. streaming thing. Yeah. Like, he let me take me set over up your computer everything. and show you what to do. Yes, he did. He did team you.
1: He's done
0: that to all of us at some point. So you've been working with Dean recently on a track for um, The Witcher. Is that right? Can we yeah. talk about that? Yeah.
3: I told Dean because I have a problem. I love The Witcher. I, I'm reading the books I play the shit out of the video game and I love Henry Cavill. I think he's Do you beautiful. you love Henry Cavill? He's so beautiful. Do you know him? Do you have his phone number? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Funny totally you should ask. kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all know each other over here. Yeah, yeah it's only a small I'm country. I'm totally
3: joking. But not really.
0: Is it the British accent that does it?
3: I think it's just the whole package. Like if you just Google him, you might turn gay with him. I don't know he's a beautiful, beautiful specimen
0: He is a beautiful man He's Superman Yes, he is He's like one of
3: the best Supermans He's right up there with Christopher Reed. He's
0: been wasted in the last few Superman movies, in my opinion
3: I haven't seen a lot of the recent ones I saw the first one
0: Yeah, that that was a good one I enjoyed that one So that track, I'm guessing it's a bit more of an atmospheric I think I've heard a bit when you're recording it
3: It's so cool That's
0: a bit different from what you usually do
3: You guys haven't heard it? He hasn't shown you like a little sneaky peek? I've heard it It's sick like it's really, it's,
1: it's I incredible. think it's
3: it's better than the original from the series. It's better than any cover you have heard on YouTube, and I'm not just saying that because I sang on it. I'm saying that because Dean made it sound so freaking good, and he did. He manipulated all the strings, and it sounds like he hired the Boston Pops to do it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, was it was it a challenge to sing on such a cinematic track? Because it's very no, different. No,
3: because Dean made it easy. I went over there and he set up a microphone in like the, the extra bedroom and he was in there working in the other one and he had all his little tools and everything ready. And, you know, obviously he's at home, so it's all where it needs to be. And I closed the door and I just started singing it. And I did like three passes and I was like, I think we're done. It was good. It was just fun.
1: It sounds like you've always sung
0: in that genre. Is-
1: it was
3: so fun. Like, I would love to do a whole album of, like, weird medieval Witcher music for real.
0: So the witches had a few um, – so you said you're into the games. Now, so you're yeah. a big gamer, aren't you?
3: I love gaming. It's actually a passion I had when I was a lot younger, and I kind of lost my way for a while and got caught up in everything and school, and I was the full-time student and everything. Then I did all the TV shows and stuff. And then in the last two years or so, I actually reached out to Dean, and I was like, you know – I really want to get into streaming because games make me so happy, and I'm such a fantasy thinking person. I, I love mm. the just make believe is so much fun for me. So, Dean helped me set it up, and I've been streaming and gaming, and it's been so much fun. And the whole gaming community, that demographic, is amazing. They're like the nicest people in the world.
0: Yeah, Dean sent me a link, and we yeah we kind of.
3: Oh yeah, you hopped a in the chat bit. one night.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't quite know what
3: and to didn't say. Didn't Dave? <laughs> Dave did too. Yeah, we both it? have been
0: there. On mixer,
1: this is mixer, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're noobs, aren't we, Nick? We have no idea. We are <laughs> noobs. Is there much crossover in in your audience on mixer or your stream, your gaming streaming, and your music stuff? Is there a crossover there, or is it completely different entities?
3: There there's a little bit of a crossover, like it's it's hard to make people move from one platform to another because they just don't want to. And a lot of times, one thing I've learned as far as marketing myself is that all the different platforms have totally different demographics. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes on Facebook, they they're cool if you post once a day. But if you post once a day on your Instagram, people unfollow you. And that's a lot of the younger people who want to play on TikTok. And they kind of have that in Instagram. And they don't really have Facebook. So you have to have all of them but you have to be careful how much you post over here. But then on Mixer, a lot of them are new fans that just kind of found me or found me through Dean and they followed to support and they just found me in the Mixer feed. But I have had some people come over from Facebook when I promote like a, a virtual concert. They'll make an account and I'm like, hey, please follow me. I need followers.
1: So obviously this, this show is called Whiskey and Things. Yes. So... Are you a whiskey drinker?
3: Okay. So I do like whiskey. And Dean is hilarious because he actually showed me s- some good whiskeys. And I don't remember which one he and I drank at his house, but that one was pretty good. And it was a pricier one. And then I put Coke in it and he was like, oh. <laughs> 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 it was so funny. Oh. But That's I like what it. That was. Like, um, I like to have it with either just a little splash of ginger ale to kind of get the burn down a little. But I do like mm. the way whiskey tastes, especially if I'm not feeling that great. Mm. It helps my throat a lot.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely good to have that in, on the rider if you're feeling a bit,
3: uh, bit yeah. delicate
1: before before. I, I don't
3: like Jack Daniels, though. Me and him do not get along. Yes. yes. Really? I, well, I hate it. I hate same. it so much. I just think it's crappy. And it, it, I have bad memories with Jack. He's just not a nice guy.
0: Nice. We all have those memories. You just gotta, you just gotta forget them every now and again. Yeah, Jack, Jack doesn't like me, but I like Jack.
3: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, one that I do like. I had this actually when I lived in Houston by myself. Woodford Reserve. Oh, I think it's is great. a, yeah. it's a bourbon though, right? Yeah, that's a bourbon. That one's yeah. good. I was
0: thinking, as a Southern gal, you'd be into your bourbons. That'd be. You know, especially kind of being kind of near Kentucky.
3: Yeah, and I was gonna say it's Kentucky's just up the road. I've driven up that yeah. way. I'm a road warrior, so that's nothing to me.
0: I want to know what um what a piggly wiggly is.
3: Oh Jesus! You don't know what a piggly <laughs> wiggly
0: is? <laughs> no, it- I've not come across a piggly wiggly before. Is it not so a grocery I store?
3: I think it's just a southern thing, but it's a grocery store. Yes,
0: I I thought yeah. so. I've never seen yeah. a Piggly Wiggly in all my time.
3: Yeah, there's like eighteen-wheelers that have Piggly Wiggly trailers on them, and they're like, "Follow me to the pig."
1: <laughs> I remember, I remember okay. the first time I saw one of them, I absolutely pissed myself laughing, thinking that's the funniest thing. It's great because it's just—it looks
3: like Porky Pig on the yeah. side of it. It's like, right. "Come, follow me, <laughs> go to <the> Piggly Wiggly." <laughs> like, I want to know who named it though.
1: Well, it's worked, Mister Wiggly. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Mister Wiggly. <laughs> it's
1: a long-lost cousin from Mister Wiggly.
3: I was going to say maybe he was one of the <laughs> Wiggles on Disney or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The Lost Wiggle.
1: When are you and I going to start writing songs together?
3: Well, you know, we can write technically whenever because we got the little phones and stuff. So let me know, man. I took all my exams. I'm off for the summer, so I'm not in school right now. So we can definitely write. Let's do Dean was saying you might need a rhythm guitarist at some point too, so you know. I play rhythm. I, I play a mean acoustic. I
1: mean, I mean that's news to me. But yeah, that's great. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't
3: know. I, Dean I, might I have just been saying stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I was hoping one day I will tour America and I'll need a band. And if you're willing to, that be that would in be it, so I, fun. That would be my honor to ha- to have you on the road with me. That
2: would be amazing.
3: That would be sick. I think that'd be really fun.
2: You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast.
1: That was a lot of fun. It was great great to have that chat with Jess. Yeah. uh, Get to know her a bit better. I really hope that um, me and her do end up writing together and performing together because she's wonderful. Uh, You can find out more about Jess on Facebook. Her page is forward slash Idol Jessica Muse. And her surname is spelled M-E-U-S-E. M-E-U-S-E. So it's Idol, as in American Idol, uh, Jessica Muse on Facebook. And she's also on Instagram at Jess Muse.
0: And Twitter, you can find her at Jess Muse. Simple.
1: Yep, so the same. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, so that was that was great. And obviously the full interview will be up on our Patreon page, uh, as we talked about earlier. So I'm sure we'll hear from Jess again in the future. Maybe we'll get her on with Dean some point. That would be... Uh, that would be great. A four-way. That would be a lot of fun. A four-way. Imagine that. <laughs>
0: What a show, Dave. Lucky number eight. Great whiskey, great guest. And and singing whiskey, God. Singing
1: whiskey.
3: Uh, it's singing all happened. It's all happened this
0: week.
1: Hey, Nick, I forgot to tell you. I've, I've got a story for you. Okay. <laughs> have we got time for a story? Let's have a story. Right, right this always. Is, this is fun, right? So I was cleaning, uh, doing some washing up, and <laughs> okay. I, I was putting things away, and I got one of on my sharp knives out my drying tray. Yeah and i was about to put it away but it slipped out my hand oh i was like Ugh! and it landed blade point on my foot
0: on were you you were wearing shoes i hope no 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 classic dave directly so onto my
1: foot now you would think oh god that's going to cause a mess i'm going to have hurt myself but yeah. no the blade and i'm talking this is a big old thick sheffield steel steel blade mhm broke clean in two hit my foot and broke Cleaning too,
0: was this a steak knife? No, it was
1: no, like this knife. It was a, it was the.
0: Dave is holding up a sharp knife. I, it's a very yeah. I, I see what you mean. This you can see
1: it's a sturdy looking. You would think that was
0: yeah 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 right. Hit that broken heart.
1: Hit my foot. Cleaning too. So I posted the photo on Twitter yeah. and I tagged Marvel. Oh, okay. and said <laughs> uh, clearly. Um, I need an origin story I am a superhero I, you're the thing feel free to get in contact uh, and oh, the Fantastic
0: 4 over and, here. And
1: I'll happily be in any of your films and Tara who's a regular listener and commenter on the show has started doing the comic <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my own comic Nick wow can you believe it have you all this talk about origin stories in the interviews yeah. and I'm, I'm I don't um, know I'll get back to you that next week I've got
0: to admit you in your kitchen dropping a knife in your foot isn't the most exciting origin story I've ever heard in my life.
1: But clearly I've got a superpower. Clearly. Like I've got an invincible foot. Okay. That's that's what I'm taking out of this. Just
0: the one? Is the other one like...
1: Just the one. I don't want to test the other one.
0: You don't want to test the other
1: one? <laughs> Just in case. Anyway, wow. so uh, I'll let you know how that goes next week.
0: Thanks, buddy. I look forward to reading that comic. <laughs> wow. Tune in. For lovely tune in um,
1: we've, had, we've had a few um, more comments come in first of all there was a lot of love for the idea of us doing more about whiskey cocktails great um, okay so this this is going to be something which we will do once the lockdown isolation thing is ended and we can actually get out and about yeah um, because I think it's I think it'll be more fun to have a guest in person sitting here making us cocktails and us talking through them or us making them
0: someone who knows what they're talking about
1: Someone knows what they're doing. And uh, do you know, I've got the perfect person. Her name's Hannah Beasley. Uh, We mentioned her last week. You have, yeah. And she actually got in contact to say that she's got herself a bottle of Woodford Reserve. Oh. And she's making us our own whiskey and things cocktail. No. Yep. We're going to have a cocktail named after us. uh, And she's going to show us how to make it. um, And hopefully we'll like it.
0: Yeah, me (laughs) too. But I'm sure...
1: uh, she's going to try a few things and let us choose which one which one we want
0: it yeah, had better have a cherry on top that's all I'm saying
1: she will also talk us through a few other cocktails whiskey based cocktails so at some point in the future we will have a whole show dedicated to whiskey cocktails not have a whiskey of the week we'll just yeah do a whiskey cocktail show but we'll have to wait until we can get get Hannah around and the three of us be in the room together because I think that would just be so much fun
0: that will be great yeah yeah yeah
1: um, so that that's going to happen. Also, I've got a little throwback uh, to do to episode six uh, because I missed this one last week. I, I forgot. And, and this is from Amar. He messaged me on the Patreon and said uh, that he really enjoyed how interesting and enlightening the interview with Anna was. Okay. Uh, and I, I'm going to quote him because I'm just going to read it as if I'm him now because I feel this is important. Amar is originally from, from uh, Malaysia, uh, I think, based on what I'm reading here. Um, I will ask him to clarify that if I've got that wrong. Um, but he says this, talking about the MH370 story did bring back weird memories of that time because I remember comparing the news and reaction here to how it was back home. Like a weird feeling of those back in Malaysia not appreciating how badly this reflected on the country, esp- uh, on the country especially, uh, and a place that got into world news for the wrong reasons. Um, and that's something you don't really think about. But it's crazy how that interview with Anna, uh, got him thinking about something no, he hadn't it's... thought about for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I really Digital. enjoyed
1: that That interview with with Anna was really interesting. And if you haven't listened to it yet, that was on episode six. Anna is a radio journalist. Um, so I had a lot of really interesting things to say. If you haven't yep. listened to it, go and check that out.
0: It's very informative. Very.
1: Amar also has said that he does enjoy watching the full interviews on Patreon because <laughs> he gets to unintentionally see more and more of my phone uh, as I forget that I haven't got it on do not disturb uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when oh, I'm yeah. recording the screen uh, and messages come in from people and the full interviews going in. Is this why? <laughs> is this
0: why you never tell me when you're doing your interviews? Because I can text you, get a nice little message I, at the no, top.
1: If I, if I put it on do not disturb, then it doesn't come up. But I always forget. So it, in, inherently, it always seems to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh if you
1: have anyone else has any feedback on the show, please do get in contact. There's so many ways uh, you can leave a review or a question on iTunes. You can get us contact on Facebook or Twitter. We we announced all the things at the start, so or yeah, on Instagram. Um, so please, we love hearing from you. We love sharing uh, what you think of the whiskies or what you think of the episodes. And if you have any comments, we we, like, we just like hearing from you. Get We're involved. on our own. We both, we both live on our own, so we just crave any contact.
0: We're lonely. I've got two flies for company.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed they're still alive. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Anyway, I want to finish the what show. What we got next week? Yes, next week. Um, I interview someone next week. I'm a Todd. I interview American music photographer, Jared Scott. Jared is an old friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I met him back in 2008 when I was touring America with Tat playing bass, he came on tour with us when we were touring the Lagwagon and the MXPX, taking some photos of them. So- I've heard of
1: either of them. But anyway. <laughs> Great <laughs> bands, Plus a different mate. world. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, we share some stories and uh, get to know some bits and pieces about being a rock photographer. Look forward Excellent. to that. Excellent. And whiskey-wise, next week, we will be sampling the Teeling Small Batch Irish whiskey. So we're going back to Ireland. It's Irish. I thought it was English. No. Why do you think it was English?
1: Because it has T in the title. That Genuinely, when you mentioned it this week, I thought, is it spelled, is it not T-E-A? No, is it it's T-E-E.
0: E? Right, yeah. okay, um, fair enough. This whiskey is, um, it's the first one we're trying, which neither of us have tried yet. If
1: anyone has tried tealing, please do get in contact and let us know what you think.
0: Please do. No, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, bye. Anyway, let's get out of here. (laughs) And on that note... I'm getting hot under the collar, Dave. I need to turn that fire off.
1: Yeah, I think you do. I think you do.
0: Marty, don't Um, fly into
1: it. Marty!
0: (laughs) Tell my story! (laughs)